For the last 250 years, there's been a problem in the world of mathematics. There is a good argument to be made that we've been doing it wrong. We've been teaching in a way that's been unnecessarily confusing and complicated, and we've been causing generations of students unnecessary headaches. Learn more about tau and why it's better to use than pi on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code DAILY to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. To understand what this episode is about and why there is a problem, we have to start with one of the simplest concepts in geometry, the circle. The circle is defined to be the set of all points in equal distance to a single point. Physically, you can make a circle with a compass by holding one end down on a single point and then swinging the rest of it around to make a circle. Likewise, you could take a piece of rope or string, fix it to a point, and then move it around to make a circle as well. The point being, the defining characteristic of a circle is its radius, the distance from the center to the edge. No other two-dimensional shape has a radius. Just to hammer the point home, the radius is what makes a circle a circle. Every circle has a special ratio built into it, regardless of how big or how small the circle is. Most of you know this ratio as the number pi. I've previously done an entire episode on pi, but just to refresh your memory, pi is the ratio of the circumference of the circle to its diameter. And therein lies the problem. There is almost nothing in mathematics that we use the diameter of a circle for. Why is it that when we define the most important ratio found inside every circle, 
we all of a sudden define it using the diameter rather than the radius. After all, it's the radius that defines the circle. You might be thinking that this really isn't that big of a deal. The diameter of a circle is just twice the radius. Just as every circle has a radius, so too does every circle have a diameter. That is true, but there's a problem. While a circle is the only two-dimensional shape with a radius, it is not the only two-dimensional shape with a constant diameter. There is an entire class of shapes known as Relu triangles that also have the same diameter in every direction going through a center point. A Relu triangle basically looks like a triangle but with rounded sides. So, if something has a fixed radius, it must be a circle. But if something has a fixed diameter, it is not necessarily a circle. So again, why do we calculate pi using the diameter of a circle rather than the radius, which would seem to make much more sense? The calculation of the circle ratio goes back to antiquity. In many histories of pi, you will hear of ancient mathematicians from Egypt, India, or China who all calculated pi with various levels of accuracy. However, they were not always calculating the circumference divided by the diameter. Sometimes they were using the radius. The modern usage of the Greek letter pi to represent the ratio of the circumference to the diameter is attributed to the Swiss mathematician Leonard Euler, one of the greatest mathematicians of all time. At the time he was writing in the first half of the 18th century, there was no standard symbol to represent the circle constant. In 1727, in his paper Essays Explaining the Properties of Air, he used the Greek letter pi to represent the ratio of the circumference of the circle to its radius. In other words, how many times can the radius of a circle go around its circumference? The number he associated with the Greek letter pi in that paper was 6.283185307 going on to infinity. Or in other words, his original definition of pi was twice what we now consider pi because he was using the radius instead of the diameter. Had he ended there, I wouldn't be doing this episode. Instead, he kept on writing and changed his definition of pi. In 1736, he started defining pi to be half the value he gave it originally, and what really cemented it into the world of mathematics was his 1748 book, Introductio in Analysin Infinitorum, where he said, quote, For the sake of brevity, we will write this number as pi. Thus, pi is equal to half the circumference of a circle of radius 1. End quote. Euler wasn't dumb. He explicitly stated that pi was the constant that represented half a circle. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, who cares? When I first took trigonometry in high school, way back in the day, we were introduced to the concept of radians. Radians are a way of measuring angles. One radian is just the angle measured by the arc of a circle with an arc length equal to the circle's radius. If you go all the way around a circle, in other words, 360 degrees, the total number of radius lengths that you've gone around the circumference is equal to 2 pi. When I was first learning this, I found this to be extremely confusing. Why is one circle 2 pi? Why is half a circle pi and why is a quarter circle a half a pi? If you have a sine wave, it reaches its peak value at half pi. It's back to zero at pi reaches its lowest point at 3 calves pi, and then finally completes the wave at 2 pi. The cosine function is similar. In fact, you find 2 pi popping up all over the place in mathematics and physics. In quantum physics, the Planck constant is calculated using 2 pi. In statistics, normal distribution is calculated using 2 pi. 
Fourier transformations, the Riemann zeta function, Cauchy's integral formula, and a host of advanced mathematical functions all use 2 pi. So if 2 times pi is everywhere, shouldn't that be the constant that we use? After all, 2 pi is just the common sense ratio of the circumference to the radius. Well, there are mathematicians who think exactly that. In 2001, Robert Pillay, a mathematician from the University of Utah, published a paper titled Pi is Wrong. In it, he argued for changing how we think of circles and angles. Saying that a full circle is 2 pi is like saying a complete trip somewhere is twice half the distance. Technically correct, but confusing. It would be much easier to say that a circle is one turn. That is common language that everyone can understand. A turn would be equal to 360 degrees. Half a circle is half a turn. Three quarters of a circle is three quarters of a turn. He suggested replacing the pi symbol with a new symbol that had three legs instead of two. His idea for a new symbol didn't catch on, but the idea of using a single constant to represent two pi did. In 2010, the physicist Michael Hartle wrote a blog post where he proposed a new symbol for the constant, the Greek letter tau. The Greek letter tau visually sort of looks like pi with only one leg. It also kind of looks like the letter T in the Latin alphabet. It would also represent the concept of a turn. One turn would equal one tau number of radii along the circumference. Tau would simplify many mathematical formulas and would make certain things like angles and trigonometry a whole lot easier to understand. In theory, tau is a pretty good idea, and personally I think it makes sense. Using the radius instead of the diameter of a circle is more intuitive, and if we were to be sent some mathematical message by aliens, I would be willing to bet that they would be more likely to use tau than pi. Since 2010, there has been a movement for the adoption of tau amongst mathematicians. Probably the biggest thing has been the adoption of tau day. In the American system of dates, March 14th is written as 314, which are the first several digits of pi. Hence, March 14th is pi day. As tau is just two times pi, tau enthusiasts have adopted June 28th, 628, as International Tau Day. It is an excuse to talk about Tau and to do crazy things like record podcasts on the subject. While there has been a vocal community of Tau advocates, getting people to actually switch from using Pi has proven extremely difficult. There have been some programming languages which have adopted Tau as a value, which is pretty easy to do considering it's just two times Pi. These include Python, Java, Rust, and .NET. The online education platform Khan Academy now accepts answers using Tau instead of Pi. And there has been at least one academic paper that has used tau instead of pi. However, that isn't a whole lot to point to since Robert Pillay wrote the original Pi is Wrong article over two decades ago. There is over 250 years worth of mathematical papers and textbooks out there that use pi. Everyone who studied mathematics, even at a cursory level, knows about pi and has become accustomed to using it. There are literally buttons hardwired into most calculators just for pi. Change will be difficult, if not completely impossible. If the United States can't convert to the metric system, getting the entire world to change from pi to tau might just be a bridge too far. Nonetheless, the tau advocates make a very good point. Mathematics would be simpler and easier to understand if tau had originally been adopted as the circle constant rather than pi. And we owe all of that to an 18th century mathematical genius who changed his mind about what he wanted the Greek symbol pi 
to represent. The executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Charles Daniel. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. Today's review comes from listener Mac O'Dale on Apple Podcasts in the United States. They write, Extremely interesting podcast. I love finding out about things I never even knew existed. This podcast really brings a lot of interesting topics to light. I've always said, it's not what you don't know that's important. It's what you don't know that you don't know. Thanks to Everything Everywhere Daily, there are far less things I don't know. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Mac O'Dale. As I've mentioned before, even if you change unknown unknowns to known unknowns, in other words, going from being totally ignorant about a subject to at least being aware you don't know something about a subject, you've made substantial progress. Remember, if you leave a review or send me a boostagram, you too can have it read on the show.